0: Doc Talk is brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals. Hey folks, Dr. Dan from Doc Talk. Thanks for joining me today. We're going to talk about beef quality assurance and transportation. There's a new BQA transportation module and certification, whether you're hauling cattle from your farm and ranch or if you're a professional hauler, it's a great resource for you. Hey folks, Dr. Dan from Doc Talk here, thanks for joining me today. We're going to talk about beef quality assurance and the new transportation BQA program that has been launched by the National Cattlemen's Beef Association through your checkoff dollars. Have you ever thought about transportation of cattle being probably the most visible point of the beef cattle industry to the public? When we think about it, how many cattle are on the interstate or on the highways or in the truck stops? At any point in time during the day across the United States, it's absolutely amazing, and I sit there and think about you know how we present ourselves and how transportation is perceived. They say that the average bovine is transported four to nine times during its lifetime, and and so when we're sending calves from the cow calf to the stalker to the feedlot to the packer, and cows going to and from pastures going for summer turnout and then coming back in for calving pastures, many different times during the life and course of these animals' lives, these animals are on the road. Now, not only is it important from a public perception that we have the right equipment, the right hauler, the right environment, but it's imperative to animals' health and to the profitability of our businesses that transportation be taken care of appropriately there are two different platforms if you go on bqa.org's website and you can see the website here on the bottom of the page that you can go to and you can get certified in beef quality assurance transportation you can either do it as a producer cow calf and rancher or as a professional hauler and when i start to hear the the things from the different packer organizations that all people hauling animals into their facilities in in 2019 need to have transportation BQA training. I think it's important if you're hauling your own fed cattle or if you're hauling someone else's fed cattle, and it might mean market access, that you go to the website and go through. I've done the certification and then I've also taught the certification face-to-face to different trucker organizations and transporters. What I can tell you is, this is simply some of NCBA's finest work. When I go on that website and I look at their online training, the tutorials and the ability to, to do it, nothing's ever going to be better than face to face, but this is pretty darn close. So, go on the website and take a look. Some of the things we're going to d- discuss today is, it, is, is associated with transportation. We're going to talk about making sure we have the right animal on the truck. We're going to talk about that we have the right driver and the right climate and the right equipment for hauling those cattle. And then we're going to talk about things such as making sure that we're doing the right things to plan our trip, a checklist before we take off, before we load, before we drive through through to our destination and make that path, all the different things on a checklist that can help you make sure that we have a safe route for you as the driver and a safe and humane route for the animals that we haul. Many different things that we're gonna talk about today include fit for transport, the microclimate within the trailer, uh, what we're gonna do when we ship some finished cattle, and then at the end we'll talk about things such as planting our rope. Thanks for joining us today on Talk. More after these messages. Hey folks, Dr. Dan here from DocTalk. We're talking about transportation BQA and go to www.bqa.org, click on transportation, take the farmer or rancher transportation certification, or if you're a professional driver, take that one. Before you take off on the road, some of the things that we need to understand is making sure that we pick the right path. and and making sure that our equipment is functioning appropriately. We need to check tires. We need to check turning signals, brake lights, uh, many different things. Gates, uh, working on the trailer to make sure that you're safe and to make sure that we don't have a breakdown. Because when we're hauling during extreme weather, a breakdown could mean death to cattle that are being transported. Specifically, the two types of extreme weather that we talk about or think about is heat stress or cold stress. And heat stress during the summer, some of the things that you can do to prevent heat stress for cattle on the trailer, number one is the time of day you haul. Make sure we haul early in the morning or that we haul in the evening. If we can maintain not hauling between 11 a.m. and 4 p.m., that'd be great for decreasing heat stress for cattle that are on the truck. The other thing is don't pack the cattle too tight. The more cattle we have packed in there, the worse the airflow is in the trailer, and the worse the airflow, the worse that we'll have as far as Heat stress events. Another one, and lastly, on heat stress events is making sure you don't stop too often or too long. If we're going to stop, we want to make sure it's less than 10 to 15 minutes, and you want to make sure that you park your truck in a manner that the trailer can catch a breeze or that we provide shade. Don't pull up alongside another truck or pull up along, along a wall that would impair airflow within the trailer. If you get pulled over by a highway patrolman for going too fast, Make sure you let them know that you have perishable goods and live animals in the back, especially during times of heat stress. You won't get out of the ticket, but you might get on the road a little bit quicker. The other one is cold stress, okay? And cold stress, we don't generally think about it here in the States as much as we do in in the Northern parts of the U.S. and in Canada. But when we're gonna have exposure to cold stress, basically we're thinking about lightweight calves. And if you have the potential to bed those trucks, Or if you can board up the sides of those trucks, you can provide a micro environment that is is very good for those cattle um, as you're transporting them to and from, whether it's auction markets or to packers or things to that nature. Some of the other things that you want to think about when we're transporting is take a look at the weather radar. Before you take off down the road, so before we load the cattle, you should know the route in which you're going to take to get to the destination of, of, that you desire. Some of the things you want to look at, where's the road construction? We don't want to have long delays where cattle are sitting and getting hot on the truck. We want to make sure that we look at our radar, okay? If you're going to haul those cattle through a storm, if there's a way that we can go around or get behind that storm or maybe wait and haul them tomorrow, uh, you need to take a look at that specifically when we're looking at cold stress. Cold stress on cattle, cattle that get wet and are in the trailer and then are exposed to to cold wind speeds on the transportation, that's when we get those animals chilled down. Anything, there's two reasons why animals get sick. An overwhelming dose of a pathogen or suppressed immune system. Making sure that we decrease stress during the time of transport just helps the animal have a better immune system and helps that animal get along a little bit better when it arrives at its destination we're going to take a break when we come back we'll wrap up on transportation here on doc talk hey folks welcome back to doc talk i'm dr dan thompson we're talking about transportation of cattle and one of the things that's very important to me is safety and i've been in some car accidents been some truck accidents and And so understanding some of the things that maybe you have to do if you run into an accident or if you slide off the road uh, with cattle in a trailer, some of the things that you need to do. And when you go to the BQA transportation, there's a whole section just on what to do in the case of emergencies. And when we slide off the road, the first thing you want to do is call 911 because you could have cattle that get out of the trailer. You might have cattle that are injured within the trailer. But, but that's the first and, and foremost is that you want to you call 911 and you want to make sure that you assess the situation. Are there, is there anything that's life-threatening or is anybody hurt or injured and do you need to have assistance not only from the highway patrol or from the local sheriff, but maybe do we need an ambulance to go ahead and be dispatched to that area? So once we do that and once you've assessed the situation and called 911, if you have roadside signs or flares, you wanna put those out to make sure that oncoming traffic understands what's going on and and that they need to get over or at least slow down, okay? If you're a professional hauler, you wanna make a phone call back to your dispatch to let them know. Then the next session is if nobody's hurt And we have some loose cattle we want to make sure that we kind of get those cattle at least off of the road and so that's something that's that's that we want to think about is that we want to make sure that the cattle are off the road because we don't want oncoming traffic to hit one of those become part of the accidents we've had times where we've had accidents where people try to dodge the cattle and they wind up being in the wreck that's already occurred because they didn't see the wreck they saw the the cattle so something to that nature i think is is very very important that we gather up the, the loose cattle. The other thing is, is you wanna make sure that you take pictures. If you have a cell phone or you have an ability to take pictures, take pictures of what happened so that you can better explain it to the authorities. Last two things, one, don't allow intruders or people you don't know involved in the wreck to be part of the scene. You will have people that will wanna volunteer and, and, and that can lead to some trouble only provide statements to police officers or, or officials that are there on the scene in an official capacity, okay? We don't want to be talking to, to newspapers, don't talk to telephone or uh, television stations or different things that. Only provide statements to the authorities that ask you for those. And then last, if cattle are confined in the trailer, don't let them out. We've had a situation where a person came upon a, a wreck where the, the cattle had been in, that are in the trailer they opened up the door to let the cattle out of the trailer the cattle then went out of the trailer went across the road onto the other lane of of the interstate got hit and the person driving the car was killed and and the person that released the cattle was the one that was held responsible so we want to leave the cattle in the trailer wait until the authorities get there let them handle it work with you uh on releasing those animals but it's just important again call nine one one. Assess the situation, get out your flares and your, your roadside signage, get cattle off the road, take pictures, only talk to the authorities, and don't let cattle out of the trailer. We appreciate you watching Doc Talk today. If you want to know more about what we do on Doc Talk, you can find us at www.doctalktv.com. Always work with your local veterinarian, get BQA certified. I'm Dr. Dan Thompson, and I'll see you down the road. Closed captioning brought to you by Vet Gun with AMEL and new AMA Abamectin Vet Caps, the one two punch against horn fly resistance from Agrilabs. For more information about this program or previous programs, go to DocTalkTV.com. DocTalk was brought to you by Merck Animal Health, the science of healthier animals.